0: You can find it on my website at onerentalatatime.com. Now on with the show. Hey everyone, how you doing today? Episode number three is probably a session you've all been waiting for. It's like, all right, guys, tell me about your wins and losses. You've told me about how hard being uh, an entrepreneur and building wealth is. You've also told me it's simple. Now shut up and tell me the real stories. Uh, so Omar, you got any stories that jump out or you want me to go first?
1: You, you go first. You got the, You got the light. Go for
0: it, hey man. So one of the things I, there's a story I have. I call it the hammer story that I haven't told very often. So uh, lots of people know about my first rental. It's written about in my book. It was a horrible experience. We lost a bunch of money right out of the gate, but it worked out okay. What many people don't realize is, as you own units and having thousands of tenants over the last couple of decades, you realize just how just how mean some people could be. So the story about this hammer property. Is one of my apartments? The tenant came in to pay rent, or who we thought was the tenant came in to pay rent, and we realized that the name on the check didn't match the lease. So we're like, "What gives? Did the did the person have a roommate? You know, what, what's going on?" My property manager did their job. So what we uncovered: a, we didn't take the check because it didn't match the lease, and we didn't we didn't know the story. Uh, so we we contacted the person who was on the lease, and we found out that they sublet the property. Which is a lease violation, Ooh. right? Bad, right? Not cool. So we went back to the tenant, and said, "Hey, you know, you were going to pay rent. You know, we we would like you to stay if you qualify, because again, we are doing our jobs, right? So we are going to qualify the tenant." As it turns out, the, the the prospective tenant filled out the application and lied about everything except their name, where their job was, their income, all of this stuff. Turns out, turns out they were in illegal drug. Seller, Right. They were selling drug stuff. And um, which, of course, is breaks the lease. uh, Criminal activity not approved. So we start an eviction, uh, which is the right thing to do. Right. Sublet, not cool. Drug dealer, not cool. Get them out of my apartment. So lo and behold, this this individual knows that they are days away from being evicted. So they throw out uh, and invite people to what they called a hammer party. Basically, come to my really? property and bring a hammer. It's, <laughs> we have pictures of the post. So lo and behold, uh, cops are called, right? Because you know it's it's destructive, it's loud. My tenants are scared, and we go. You know, some people get arrested because of parole violations. One of them is the tenant. They went to jail, uh, but we get to see the property the next day, and lo and behold, there's little holes on all of my drywall bathroom was busted up all the tiles busted up because again people came in with hammers and went to town and um yeah that was a twenty thousand dollar loss everything was damaged it was it was uh, a total total wreck so um you know uh that that can happen and uh that's a bad day bad day (laughs) it's a bad day
1: i've not heard that one man that's crazy Yeah, i don't tell that one a lot
0: Yeah. It's called a hammer party. I know hammer time, right. MC hammer, but no, I never knew of a hammer party. That was, that was just mean. God, that
1: sucks, man. That's just, (laughs) that is mean for sure.
0: So you got a, you got a bad story. Then we'll flip the script to some just awesome stuff.
1: Yeah. um, Quickly. I'll do a a bad story here. Uh, I bought a house from a um, from the owner um, subject to, meaning that I paid the consumer, I paid the owner some money, left the, the, the loan in their name um, and me making the payments. He wanted to sell it quickly. So I said, okay, no problem. I actually had it listed uh, initially. And then he's like, hey, you know what? Why don't we do this instead? Can you just buy it from me? I said, yeah, no problem. Let's go. And this was four years ago. Um and the tenants that were there were some family members of his, um, but it was his home. And next thing you know, um, you know, I meet the the, the tenants, I talk to them and everything, and they were understanding that they were going to be receiving some money from the sale of the house. Uh, and he was gonna give them, you know, a bonus for, for saying thank you or whatever the case. I mean, that's between them. Right. No agreement, no nothing. It was just normal. And they understood that they were they had to go leave. So, I don't know, something happened. Somebody, you know, some family member said something to, to, to them. And next thing you know, that they're saying, no, this is my home. <laughs> and mind you, I'm already the owner. Right. The tenant is saying that this is their home now. And they got a lawyer, all this other stuff. And literally, this is the home that I'm paying for every single month at about $1,000 a month. Okay with zero rent, with people living in the home thinking it's theirs. And I bought it from the seller directly, okay? Yeah. So they're claiming equitable interest, et cetera, et cetera. And this is, you know, and I'm, I'm, I've been doing this business a while. So it's like, okay, well, how can you claim equitable interest? Lawyers get involved. We're still in litigation, wow. okay? Still to this day, four years later, hmm. I'm in this property about $90,000 and I got zero return on my money, zero. So that means 90K gone, see you later, bye, okay? With the same people in the house still. So mind you, COVID happened, we were almost close to being done, and guess what happened? Yeah. The pandemic hit, stopped everything. Now we don't have a court date until next year. Jesus. And this is, I'm sorry, the end of 2021, I think October, November of this year. Okay. So I'm telling you this stuff. I mean, if, if you were to tell me, Hey, you want to do it again, I would have walked away from this deal. I paid 18 or $19,000 for the house. Okay. With the mortgage balance of 130 K. So I paid like 160,000 or so total. Mm -hmm. Right. I didn't do no improvements. The house at the time was worth about 220 K to 30. So it was a decent deal. It wasn't great. Now the market's appreciated. Now, it's worth about 333.25 so now my investment is super it's a great return yeah. providing i get the return yeah because now all of the money there yeah. uh, it's it's just a long story the aspect of it is just be careful really vet everyone out there and get tenants to sign pieces of paper that state they or the, the, that they are only tenants yeah. And they're going to be receiving compensation from the sale. Have them sign something yeah. so then they can't come back and say, Oh, by the way, I'm the owner. Yeah. And it's like, which everybody knows everywhere that they're not the owner of the property. Yeah, the so power
0: of an estopper.
1: Yes, exactly.
0: Yeah, pretty crazy. That's a great yeah. story. Well, let's let's talk about the other side of being just success in this business. Cause let me let me promise you a couple of things. Everybody talks about the bad days. I mean, how many times have I heard termites, toilets, tenants, trouble? The good days far outweigh the bad, right? Uh, You know, let's take that first story, which I write about in my book of Norris Drive where I lost 15 grand when the tenants stopped paying and all of that. What you don't realize is that that one house, first off, allowed us during a cash out refi to buy two more. So my money had two more babies without any more of my hard earned equity. That house then was sold via a 1031 into an apartment building. I still own today, right? It has been producing cash flow for years. So that one house that I put 20k down. Let's even take into account the 15k I lost with with the eviction and maintenance. So I'm into a house 35 grand in 2003, probably early, maybe mid 2003. That 35 thousand dollars is added six, $700,000 to our net worth over 18 years. Uh, you know, Oof. not a, not a, not a bad deal. Yeah. What about you?
1: Not bad at all. Not bad. Are you there?
0: Yeah, I'm here. Yeah. You're good.
1: Okay. Okay. Sorry. It, it kind of froze there for a second. So yeah, that's great deal. Um, I would say, <laughs> this is funny 2010 bottom of the market. Um, I was an REO agent and um, I had properties that the banks would give me to sell. Yeah. And I had a plethora of freaking, you know, houses that sat on the market. You couldn't give them away. (laughs) So um, this one house in particular, I ended up buying, negotiated with the bank. It was a secondary third person. I don't know what it was, but it was a, it wasn't a normal bank. Anyways, they wanted 70K for it. I negotiated them down to 40. 40,000 bucks yeah. that I borrowed money on. Okay. I had 25,000 at the time. So I ended up borrowing 30 K and I had a 30,000 dollar note. I put 10 K in it. Cause I had to rehab the house and everything else. Well, that property I still own. Nice. Okay. At the peak, it was worth $260,000 and then it crashed obviously in 2010, not nine, I ended up buying in late 2009, 2010 for 40 grand. Well, that place has been rented out. Just that one has been rented out for the last 11 years at a tune of 1200 bucks, you know, a month with zero debt on it, because I ended up borrowing more money for another property that I ended up selling, which I shouldn't have sold, but it made two or three more babies, like you said. Um, and that one there was clear. And that one property has paid me at least, what, 10 years, 12, 150,000, almost $170,000 worth of income. Yeah. On a $40,000 investment that I still own today. And it's worth right now, probably 240.
0: Yeah, that's amazing.
1: I mean, these are wins, but you gotta like, you gotta struggle to get to them. And you gotta know that, hey, listen, don't stop your day job. The the day job in this case was commission checks, and mind you, our commission checks were twenty five hundred dollars.
0: Oh, they're tiny. Eighteen hundred.
1: Yeah. Eighteen hundred dollars because the price points were one hundred and ten thousand. I was getting two percent on it. Yeah. So imagine that I had to accumulate all these commission checks to make sure that I was good to go.
0: Yeah.
1: I will share with. I'll I'll share one more win real quick. Please. The, um, the house that I had lived in. I still own it today, but I, I lived in this home. I was friends with the tenant next door. Okay. It was a fourplex tenant. Um, you know, we were always talking back and forth with the fence. He let me know the minute that there was a, a letter on the door. Oh. And that letter on the door means that the, the, the property was foreclosed on. Okay. And he's like, dude, what's this mean? What's this mean? I said, give me that letter. I'm going to give you some money. Give me the letter. Let me find out who it is. I went straight to that listing agent. I said, listen, I live next door. I happen to know her. And I said, I want this house. You can represent me. I want the four units directly next door to my house. Yeah, Let's do this. 2010, middle of 2010, they wanted 170. I got them down to 117 <laughs> and I bought a fourplex 117 um, that I still own today. It cash flows $3,200 a month. Yeah. And it's phenomenal, all based on a conversation and the relationship that was built from a neighbor.
0: That's awesome. That's
1: I didn't know that. That piece of paper, I would not have known. Those properties were for yeah. sale. I would have seen them on the market, but not beforehand. Exactly. So
0: yeah, folks, that's, like, that's a good win. Again, if you're in this business, you got to be growing your network all the time. Do the work, grow your network, tell people what you're doing. You just never know. And frankly, the deals I got done in 2020 were all my network. I still wrote offers, didn't get anything but my network brought me six deals last year. So Omar, man, being a real estate entrepreneur, building wealth, tons of fun. Thank you for your time this week, all right?
1: You're welcome. Thanks, Michael, for having me. Later, guys.